Hello, my lovelies, and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode after a two-week hiatus for All Mankind. Season 1, Episode 3, Nixon's Women, directed by Alan Coulter, written by Nicole Betty. And I gave this episode a 7.8 out of 10. It was good. I like some of the characters, but it wasn't grasping me in any exciting way. That's the lower score. But I do like some of the new additions to the cast, and we'll talk about them as we meet them within the recap, which we will immediately get into. Starts in 1961, a flashback. Gordo meets his future wife, Tracy, while flying. She impresses him with her piloting skills and license, something she's desired before she desired her life with him and thus gave up in her life with him. Russian has stolen icon status in the present day from the Americans because the first Russian female on the moon's kind of a big deal. Dig and Peeps are talking Skylab Bond Bronze Engineering, but we're shaming the man. They're talking about stripping this place down, make it the first lunar permanent base, but they need to know where they can put this base. The dude in the room, the general, all he is concerned about is how they're going to fit or how many they're going to fit of the military personnel in that little thing that he they're presenting him. manned by three astronauts deacon i always forget that guy's name uh at a time the general also very impatient that this will take two years and answers no questions about what the pentagon actually does have planned for this lunar base thomas and another man does enter the room and kick the general out Dig really call that man Shorty Powers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. He said, I'm so misunderstood. Doubtful. Nixon wants to put a woman on the moon, preferably blonde. That's racist! Because his poll numbers are now down with women. All about the politics, these men. It's meant to be a photo op, but Deke insists that it will be an actual trained astronaut certified by him because what you're proposing is absolutely superficial and dangerous for everyone involved. While he gets that, um, Thomas, the president, still wants a moon maiden and not the most qualified, Molly Cobb, who is a rough around the edges type, but still flies and was the best in Mercury 13, which is this all-female training for astronaut program that apparently, apparently, got cut from NASA. I did not look if this was real, and I should probably do so right now <laughs> while I'm doing that. I really like, um, yeah, it was a real thing. So I really like the, um, the Molly Cobb character, and it, it was Mercury 13 was 13 American 
women as part of a privately funded program underwent successfully the same physiological screening tests as had the astronauts selected by NASA on April 9th of 1951 for Project Mercury. So, awesome. I like the call back to history. I figured it was, and I just forgot to Google it before I started uh, my notes. So, there we go. Real-time Googling. Daniel, or Patty Doyle, is also added to the board of candidates. Daniel Poole already works at Nassau. Nassau. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're not talking about the Bahamas. NASA, and yes, yeah, she's going in because she's black. Because Powers does not want Jesse James up his ass. <laughs> or Tom, was it Powers or Thomas? One or the other. I get them very confused because they're the same bland type of figure. Despite the clear racial motivations, Shorty does point out that she is qualified and smart, more so than their actual pick for who they want to be pushed through this program, which they have made absolutely no um no scruples about. Gordo's wife, Tracy, she gets in because she looks like the poster girl Nixon is into. And of course, if there's going to be a woman on the moon, it needs to be a Nazi version, despite the fact that we fought a whole fucking war over that and decided that that's not okay. Men are so sexist, (laughs) I must say, continue to be, but it was more openly just tossed around how ignorant they really were. Because Deke had to get Gordo a slot on Apollo 15 and a nanny to get Gordo to agree to allow his wife to be a part of the program. Because women do not have any autonomy. Even though she said yes, he was like, um, great, I'm happy. She's like, yeah, I'm not stupid. What did he give you? This is where white feminine feminism it's been a long day and I've already started drinking (laughs) shows its head as she immediately uses her sexuality to put herself in the forefront spot as she knew it was in a way she has to know that's what got her chosen she's not ignorant and she's shown that several times and I like the conflict I will say I really like Tracy's character because she knows that in a certain way she is being utilized and underestimated but she is really strong but she also benefits from the nepotism but doesn't like she doesn't feel ashamed of it even though she is being shamed for it which is rightfully so so she has a a tough thing to manage through but i like the layers they put on it right because If it was you in that situation, you can't pretend as if, hey, I mean, how many times have we gotten a a job interview because someone knew someone else, right? A referral is what they call it now. It is, yes, you getting that job interview, but that referral certainly picks you out of the crowd with you working at that company a little bit sooner than if you were just someone off the streets. Uh, that's just how it works so it, it's it's there in our society so it's not as if I can pretend it's not 
But what I don't like about white feminism, and I do call it white feminism versus feminism, because white feminism to me is I'm all against the white man and nothing is like I am superior and everything else is inferior versus feminism where all women <laughs> are trying to get the same level of respect in their community um, due to our sex. So if you hear me saying white feminism, which I have a feeling with a Karen in this show, you might hear me say it a few times. Um, there is indeed this idea that uh, white feminism is very pro-white females and it's not encompassing the rest. Ed's wife, Karen, is not about like what she said was so diminishing and it probably a product, to be fair, of the society that she's been raised in and what she's been raised to believe is her role in said society. So in a way, I can't hate her for um, for what she becomes or what she how she expresses herself, but it's so wrong. Um, she says she's gonna embarrass the things that men do. Like what the fuck? She's like, she's not um, going to be capable in this role. And that's that. And it's like, um, they may be good. I heard actually some of them are. And this is not my concern or upsetting me nearly as much. But she took his food anyway. It reminded me of the dad in Stranger Things. What did I do? Where Karen pisses me off is not so much of she may not believe that this is something a female should do. She's also ridiculously unsupportive of females who think differently. And that's where I'm really like, No, fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Day one is like high school all over again. You got the nepotist. Tracy walking in the room. She just showed up looking good. <laughs> I did laugh and hard. Because I'm like, girl, you ain't got a notebook. You ain't got a pencil. You ain't got a recorder to listen to later. Like, what the fuck? The black girl. I forgot her name. Danielle. <laughs> comes in and everyone's just like, oh, a negress. <laughs> So she sits next to Tracy, who's nice to her. And I like that, that Tracy's like, yeah, you're another person. Shouldn't be weird. And yet sometimes I walk in a room and it's weird. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. What is it? What is it? And then you have uh, Molly's character who immediately calls Tracy out. Because out of all the, like, everyone's a candidate, right? And then they put on the commercial of <laughs> Tracy to everybody to basically say, that's who we want. That's who you want. It's a love story. He, they try to create a, a freaking fiction. So I will say Tracy does handle herself and understands, once again, that these are factual things. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like she takes it and she owns it. 
and that I have a lot of respect for. Dean comes in, lays it out to them, and it's clear that uh, it's going to be pretty hard and that these candidates are going to flunk out um, pretty quickly through the program during all of these, uh, what was there, 20 of them? Like by the time they even got to like day 200, <laughs> it was already five. So we start on day 18. Molly is skeptical. They actually let them, will let them become astronauts as Nixon denies putting missiles in space, saying Americans will not do that. Patty Doyle is their friend, and she was pretty much her number two at Mercury. They also seem to have been former lovers. But Molly advises her, don't get your hopes up. Focus on the here and now. Tracy has never flown a jet, and Janice doesn't make it look easy. While Danielle is calculating everyone's trajectory for success. So she's a team player, and we see that from the beginning i wish we had gotten a lot more a little bit more of danielle but i'm okay it's the first introduction and out of that roster yes of course um oh god i keep forgetting her name sonia wagner is the more uh starlet she's more popular star here and i think that they really are trying to honor the story of molly i'm not sure if she really was an astronaut or not oh jerry cobb was the astronaut there you go so they're they're doing some honor to that so i'm cool with it but i did like the little bits i could see of her character and i hope we get a lot more of her character in the future um tracy is led by ed to land the jet successfully making deke more pleased that she is worth a worthy candidate despite the favoritism i like also that they let them in and the male astronauts, I should say, take a back seat to the females. It's all about, you know, them being trained. And I'm sure they're doing other interesting things, but that's not the forefront of this episode. They kept it focused primarily on the women. And a lot of TV shows, when they're trying to do something like that, they have a tendency to can't help themselves and slide back to the trajectory of making the males somehow centered around the story. And they managed to keep all the women at the center of the story. Maybe because it was written by a woman. Actually, no, I think it was directed by a woman. One or the other. Yes, directed, written by a woman. So that is probably why. <laughs> um, what else? Karen thinks helping these women may impact as career because he didn't he didn't think it was okay he's having to take time out of his schedule to train other astronauts because they're females and she doesn't find what they're doing expiring at all shut your bubblegum dumb dumb looking ass the fuck up and that's the thing man some women out there they want to be the ornament they want to be the um oh what do you call it it's it's another word besides ornament the trophy right and then they enjoy their role being the trophy, especially if they find themselves the number one trophy. <laughs> and I do feel as if Karen feels threatened in her role of superiority 
because just imagine a man can go out and talk to a woman about the same things that he would not talk to his wife about that's going to make you start to feel inferior especially if you have no interest or desire or can do those things that these other women are desiring to do it's all about insecurity man day 55 there's 15 afghans five went real quick molly proves she can talk the shit and back it up because she's like look i don't need that's like when you're in training you already been through training like i've done this before i understand that you i have to be here and do some of these things but i'm not gonna pretend as if i don't have the knowledge in my brain and been waiting for this day for all my fucking life Uh, she's number one in the class too with patty right behind her danielle is eighth and tracy is dead last at the bar she doesn't care about the misogyny um molly playing pool very good pool with uh with patty from the men around her as much as the fate of the program uh being crushed like it was 10 years ago though she has little empathy for tracy she feels bad for the other women because they're so committed to this and she doesn't want to create a bond with them and it's going to be like mercury all over again the only person she does maintain a bond with is patty and patty's kind of like the (laughs) in-between she's the moderator the other ladies bond over their feminine jobs in the face of not having the ability to pursue their desire to want anything else especially surrounding flight they like patty but i love how they all just looked at molly (laughs) like i admire her but i can't say anything nice right now because well it's really hard to get to know that woman but tracy concludes you know this is not a place to uh well no that was ellen who pointed out that we're not here to make friends and there can only be one of us so she understands maybe being a little bit more standoffish tracy just wanted a little bit more encouragement from her because i do think that they all look up to her a huge deal she knows what she's doing but at the same time you know i'm not a mentor and not required to be your mentor i like that molly dresses rather mannish you know she wears slacks and button-up shirts uh looks like ellen has the hots for her though oh sexy girlfriend during a sim molly lays it out after burning them up to tracy after she was really tired didn't know what she was doing had to be guided by molly then fucked up the sim that she doesn't deserve to be here and because she knows that molly is right she goes home and fights with her husband about it who calls her a quitter but basically is saying accept the nepotism (laughs) ma'am i got too much riding on this for me but she's being carried and everyone knows it and that's where the conflict is nasa discovers water possibly on the moon or ice which is huge as they have the potential of placing their base right next to this supply which would act as a refueling system to the rest of the galaxy i like 
the sound of that. I was like, oh, that feels very expanse-like. Shorty continues to want to downplay what the women can do because he doesn't believe that they can do it while also pushing Tracy as Nixon's choice despite Deke wanting to choose. Uh, he tells him if they can't survive the desert, they can't survive the moon. So day 101, 10 Afghans go into the desert and they have to get their best time. And they also cannot use their walkie-talkies or they will forfeit. They will automatically fail. Ellen's foot sprains and Tracy helps her make it through the desert, sacrificing her own position. But let's be real. She was not going anywhere anytime. Like she was going to be last, the second to last, regardless. But um, I like the moment where finally Patty was first and beat... Um, molly she was proud of her too wasn't even jealous like well it's about time <laughs> dick brings her in to applaud her actions and the guts that she's had making it this far in the program i think he does have a respect for these women even if he doesn't show it in the best of ways but also wants her to resign but she refuses and while i get that she wants it more than ever now that she's put in all this hard work she's made this sacrifice she also has not been treated in the same context as the others, which means she never really earned it because some people scrubbed out or got scrubbed out or flunked out before her. And she probably did not necessarily um, earn her spot there. Like she should have probably gone instead of someone else. Right. Or if, if I got as many breaks as she got, then maybe... I would have done better later on in some things you never know because at the end i think there's an important lesson to be learned that it doesn't matter if you have all the training in the world shit can still happen being the smartest shit can still happen uh turns out though deke was truly trying to duly warn her because she's like you're gonna have to cut me and i know that he's in a tough spot because he's like i don't want to cut like I, i've been pretty much told not to cut you and you have to know that like a little bit on that moment i was like girl you're just like um i want it now so you're gonna have to either cut me and you know you can't cut me um so you're just gonna have to let me get the spot because she wants the spot despite maybe not earning or not being the one that most deserves it i should say um i will be upset if she gets it i don't think she not if molly is kicking ass in almost every single testing and you're struggling behind even danielle <laughs> no you should not be able to go in space first fuck that no matter how much you want it but i felt in that moment a little bit you got preferential treatment you know you got preferential treatment and you're kind of like well I've already been humiliated for it. I've already, you know, I'm not going to be good enough to get what I want, but I still want it. So I'm just going to take it however I can get it. Once again, I don't know. Humanistically, I blame her for that. But it is rather shitey, especially when Molly truly does deserve it. While handling a shuttle, though, there is a fire that Gordo sees from his Corvette. He runs back to base to see what has happened. Patty has 
died. upset about that and the fact that they focus on the couple hugging i was a little side-eyeing that i really needed to find out how molly was doing <laughs> but that's because i like her more than this particular couple <laughs> and i don't like gordo at all like i was feeling him in the first episode but he has shown himself to be nothing more than a dipshit but she still loves him it's clear she loves him they had hard eyes for each other the moment they met I don't know what this thing is. Like, I love you so much. I just can't keep my dick in you. <laughs> Maybe just, I don't know. Try. Try. Um, so that's the end of our episode. There's no feedback this week. But if you want to send some on the next episode, blackgirlcouch.gmail.com. Or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. <laughs>